1: Every day on CBS Sports Radio You know it's every day. Moose and Ted be picking away Talking about every
0: sport, you know that they never missing a play From the NBA to the NFL the college games They always bring in the knowledge Nobody ever can try to go stop it Only we
1: talking the truth, only we talking the truth. It's friday morning thank god it's friday good friday one and all we're coming to you live from the rocket mortgage by quick and loan studio who understands that it's not just a mortgage it's your mortgage that's the difference rocket mortgage push button get mortgage you've got mike and pete across the way bogus with your updates to 9 a.m eastern time we go we got college picks nfl picks coming your way uh as well and Maybe a little return of a commodity to the show as well. I heard, I heard, I heard a rumor about Yes, yes, room. yes. So look forward to that too. Uh, but we kick off this hour talking a little National Football League, the week four Sunday that will be uh, across the National Football League and a lot of interesting storylines going on. You know, out in Indianapolis, uh, a lot of Cole fans, Taz, when, um, when Andrew Luck decided to call it a career and go into retirement at 29 years of age, uh, there were a number of Colts fans that decided to, or there were a number of Colt fans that wanted to get their season ticket money back. Mm. And they were upset and, and ticked off and bothered. And I wonder how those guys and gals are feeling right now as the Colts are a 2 and one football team. They get set to entertain the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they should win the game on Sunday. The Raiders are a terrible road team, and we all understand Ragruden has struggled in his return to the NFL sidelines as a head coach, and Jacoby Brissett has played very, very well. Ballard's done a nice job of building up that offensive line. That defense is legit as well. They can run it. They've got weapons. Losing T.Y. Hilton last week due to injury, and still were able to thwart the comeback of the Atlanta Falcons in Indy and find a way in a big a third and short conversion on a brilliant play call late in that game uh, to seal the deal and run out the clock. No, it's a good good Colt team. I'm not telling you that Jacoby Brissett is as dynamic at the quarterback spot as Andrew Luck, but I would imagine they're gonna get themselves to three and one on Sunday, uh, through the first quarter of the season. I don't know many people who had the Colts at three
2: and one after the retirement of Andrew Luck. No, I I agree, I agree. Uh, I thought I agree everything you're saying. I mean they you know, and they're minus seven in the game, so you know, they, I think they're gonna not only gonna win, I think they're definitely gonna you know, I think they're gonna cover. Um uh, it, 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 I guess it's just it's clicking in well with Brissette. I mean, we're, I don't think we're – like you're kind of saying, we're not super shocked because, you know, Andrew Luck did miss a lot of stuff in preseason, all that jazz, and didn't do much, so set was working with all the starters anyway. But, I mean, yeah, the, the kid's been playing really well, and and that Raider team, yeah, they, I don't know what's going on there. They are one and two right now, and you're right. Gruden, since he's back, I mean, they, and he's had – they spent a lot of money, a lot of weapons, all this stuff, and – I don't know. They're going to figure something out there. But I thought they'd be better than this this early, the Raiders. I did. I thought yeah, they would I was, be Yeah, I
1: wasn't so sure about Oakland. I, I don't think Gruden's got his quarterback. I don't think he's necessarily a big Derek Carr believer. They were bought in and sold on Antonio Brown. We know how I, that ended up in being right. a disaster, Taz. Uh, you know, and, and they made some key mistakes early on with the trading of Khalil Mack and not being able to rectify that and dealing him to the Chicago Bears, the lack of pass rush. I mean, there's a lot going wrong in Oakland, um, and it's going to take Gruden some time, and he's got plenty of time because he's got eight years after this year <laughs> yeah. left on that contract. So yeah. John Gruden's got all the time in the time. world uh, to rectify that. But, yeah, they're not a good team, and I, I, I think Frank Reich deserves a lot of credit. Uh, if the if the Colts continue to play well and they have a really good year, he's going to be up for coach of the year honors because I, I think to to handle that, to lose a franchise quarterback and have Brissett step in, and even though they liked him, Taz, uh, to have him step in and play as well as he has, and if he continues to play well, uh, I think the head coach deserves a, a, a lot of credit because I think Reich's done a masterful job.
2: Here. Absolutely, absolutely, he has done a great job, Reich, and um, and, and he has because you know you're really up against it. And you know they got a really good offensive line and a guy who, who's what a two year pro I think now, Quentin Nelson. He gets great, lost. great player lost in a shuffle because he's a guard, you know, but but he is a great player. They got costanza at left tackle, tackle really good tackle. So. You only know, got a good old line, man, and 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 Max run the ball pretty good, and um, um, and defensively they they they're pretty stout. So I mean, yeah, no, they they look good, man. And, and you, you're right, you got to tip your cap to Frank Reich for sure, no doubt.
1: Also, kicking off at one o'clock on Sunday, up to Orchard Park, we go next. The Bills and oh. the Patriots, a battle of two three and O teams, as Buffalo uh, is a seven point home dog to New England. Um, you know, as, as you would expect, because it's just a healthy respect for what the Patriots are defensively and offensively. Uh, even now, without Antonio Brown, and we know the retirement of Rob Gronkowski – Kind of a, a a game where you're measuring stick game early here for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it is going to be some atmosphere, Taz. You know that better than anybody. Yeah. Bills oh, Mafia is going yeah. to be yep. celebrating. There'll be t- tables on fire. People uh, fornicating <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, parking lot. Some vomiting uh, happening. Also, uh, be some people place. passed out drunk yes. In, yes. in the parking lot. I mean, there will be a lot going on before the game, uh, and I'm sure afterward as well. <laughs> As the Bills get set to play an important game
2: against New England, yes, yes, that yes, that parking lot scene is used. That happens during the game too. Actually, oh, no, just, I'm they're, sure. They're, yeah, the ones that can't get in, they just uh, do all that stuff in the parking no lot. No question, it's true. Um, yeah, this. Listen, I'm, I'm nervous as a Bills fan about this. Obviously, we never played a, never played the Pats well, and this this Patriots team, this defense this year. I, I don't know. It just looks every year it gets better and better. And you know, you got Belichick himself running this defense. Brady hasn't missed a step. Um, you know, the weapons are galore Edelman will be clutch at some points here and there Sony Michelle will run the ball well The thing is, Bill, the Buffalo Bills have a really good defense and, and a good pass defense too It'll be interesting, I do think the Bills are gonna, will, more than once Force Tom Brady out of that pocket Because that's the key with Brady, as you know You want to get him out of that pocket You want to get him outside the tackles You want to get him moving Once he gets moving, he's doomed so you need to have good pass coverage defensively with your safeties and your cornerbacks. Hopefully that can happen. You know, um, I do think um, you've you got to try to run the ball well if you're the Bills. Hopefully we can do that, you know, because you want time of possession. You want to keep the ball out of Brady's hands. It sounds simple, but it's hard. Josh Allen, hopefully he doesn't turn the ball over against this stout Amazing defense that Belichick has, and Frank Gore maybe could have a day running the rock because and eat up some time. Uh, You know, John Brown, hell of a receiver as is Zay Jones uh, for 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 the uh, for the Bills. I don't expect much out of them. I don't expect much out of the throwing game from the Buffalo Bills. I'm just that's why I'm hoping they run the ball more to avoid picking the ball off defensively. You know, I, I do think that they could they could do a good job. The Bills against the Pats, I do. I do, but you gotta try and eat up time of possession if you're the Buffalo Bills and that's why you gotta run the ball.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I think the Bills defense could have some success against that Patriot offense. Yeah. Um you know, I, I just don't trust Allen not making a key turnover.
2: I know, um I,
1: know. I you know, they had the game in command a week ago against the Cincinnati Bengals up fourteen nothing, blink of an eye, all of a sudden it was anybody's football game yeah. uh in the second half. And uh I, I think there'll be stretches of this game where the Bills play well. It's just a matter of when you don't have any kind of dog in the fight, and I don't. You do, uh, being a big Bills right. fan that you are. Uh, I just trust New England, obviously more than I trust of the course, Buffalo yeah. Bills. Um, and I, I look at the scenario of uh, of Belichick and Brady offensively just doing enough to find a way to survive that game. The Bills historically have not played well uh, against the Patriots. Right. right. So I. You know, I'm tempted to take the six and a half or seven. Uh, I think it's at seven now. It's up to I seven and a half seven, at one point seven, in time. Seven, yeah. So I'm tempted to take the touchdown. However, I feel like it's one of those games where if I take the points, I'll be regretting it in the fourth quarter. Because I think maybe maybe the Buffalo Bills show some of those. You know, they, they easily should have lost to the Jets. They came back. The Jets were terrible in the second half. And the Bills deserve credit for coming back in that game. I I, I just think the the Pats are a little bit better of a football team right now, not taking anything away from 3-0 Buffalo. though.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that – it's tough for me to say, but I, I agree. I do think the Pats are a better team also than the Bills, um, and I'm not going to – not, but I do think that home field advantage will help, and I'm hoping and I'm confident I'm, – I'm confident, but I'm hopeful that the defensive backs, okay, and they're talented as hell um, for the Bills can shut down Tom Brady or, or prevent Tom Brady from having a field day you know, Micah Hyde, Tre'Davious White. These guys are tremendous D backs. Uh, Levi Wallace. These guys are players, man. And and it's it's not going to be that easy for Tom Brady. These guys. It's a really good defensive backfield. It really is. And you got a rookie there, Ned Oliver. You remember we talked a lot about him going coming out of the draft, coming mm-hmm. out. You know, he is doing a great job as a starting defensive tackle there. Jerry Hughes and Lorenzo Alexander as veterans. They're not rookies. They're still playing great football. And Edmonds is a hell of a middle linebacker with Matt Milano. So defensively, I'm just telling you, they're going to get after Brady. They are going to get, and they're going to hit him. Yeah. They're going to hit him a lot. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I could know. talk about this one all day, bro. I know. Well, you're a Bills fan. I'm going keep so. going and going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you could. Uh, the Ravens entertain the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, a lot of history in this one, obviously, with Baltimore Ravens being the former Cleveland Browns when they were moved to. Uh, from Cleveland to Baltimore by their former owner, uh, Art Modell. The Browns, obviously, back in the National Football League for quite some time here. They're a 1-2 team, Baltimore 2-1. and one. Ravens coming off a road loss against Kansas City. Baltimore coming off, uh, the Browns coming off a home loss against the Los Angeles Rams uh, last Sunday night, Taz. Intriguing when you look at this. Yeah. You know, Lamar Jackson uh, and that new aerial attack, and he says he'd rather throw it than run it. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, Ingram has looked good throwing the football. You've seen some cracks in that secondary for the Baltimore Ravens as well. We know this was the final game. Remember last year, regular season? If the Ravens beat, if the Browns beat the Ravens, the Steelers would have made it to the postseason. <clears throat> Interception by CJ Mosley ended that. Now, they're currently dealing with a groin injury with the New York Jets. So we get this game early down in Baltimore, Taz. One o'clock kickoff. I think it's a fascinating game for Cleveland because they're one and two. You don't want to be one and three. We saw a desperate Philadelphia team go into Green Bay and find a way to win last night. This has to be a desperate Brown team on
2: Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And you know, and you know the deal, right? The Browns, Ravens—they're always good games, like you're saying. But listen, here's the thing: you got two young quarterbacks, two really good quarterbacks. It's a hell of a matchup. Two really good running backs in Chubb for the Browns uh, battling against Ingram. Not against, but, you know, for the Ravens. So you're going to get that, you know, uh, this star power all over the place with both these teams. This is going to be a fun game, and I, this is tough. I'm going to have to go back and forth watching this game and the Pats-Bills game. Oh, but, you're going to be, locked in, uh, in I'll be locked in. I'll be locked in. I'll be yeah. locked in Pats-Bills. I mean, come on. Don't, yeah. uh, I will be. I,
1: I, don't, I don't think you're the right. audience would expect anything else. <laughs> I mean, it's you're two right, three and 3-0 teams. I don't you're think right. you're going to be bouncing back and forth to go watch Browns and Ravens when you got a battle of undefeated but, teams up there in
2: Orchard Park. You know what I'm worried about, though, man? I'm worried about by, like, the second quarter, the Pats are up, like, 21 and well, then, then you could be off the game. Then I'm clicking off. Yeah, then you can move on. Miserable.
1: Then you could move on. And this could be one then of the I'll games. Then i
2: watch Tony Romo play golf.
1: Well, that's it. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, at that stage, yes, you probably would be on the links at that stage. Uh, but I think with this one, it's, it's it's intriguing because you've seen such sloppy and uh, poor play from the Browns. Can they clean it up here? Um you know, from uh, from a Freddie Kitchens' perspective, and now they go on a, a road that uh, go on the road against a team that you know is well coached by John Harbaugh. Uh, you know they're going to play a relatively clean game. Lamar Jackson has turned a corner throwing it. Kind of fascinating, intriguing because kind of the Lamar Jackson has taken on the role that Baker Mayfield had a year ago, uh, where people are now all of a sudden Lamar Jackson believers mm. uh, and rooting for Lamar Jackson to be successful. And Mayfield had all of that push a year ago. And it has got none of that push now. Speaking of a guy that's got push, how about Daniel Jones with the Giants, mm. uh, who's an absolute star in New York, whether you want to call him Danny Dimes or the Duke? And you know, when he was asked about the nickname of Danny Dimes, he said, "I've heard worse." Uh, so, not exactly a glowing endorsement <laughs> uh, for that nickname, Taz. Uh, his teammates do call him DJ. I think Giant fans could just call him Good and Hope, um, and hopeful for what he can uh, provide for the future uh, for this Giant organization and. The Giants could be staring at themselves at 2-2 two and two after the first four games because this is a very winnable game. They're home. They're a field goal favorite. The Redskins look like a lost franchise. I think the Redskins can move it on that Giant defense. I mean, they think they'll be able to score some points, Keenum back at practice. Uh, after dealing with a little bit of a, a foot issue, which caused a minute, missed the practice middle part of the week, Taz, uh, coming off that uh, what was a poor performance against the Chicago Bears in which he was turning the football over left and right. But I think the Giants get themselves to 2-2 two and two on Sunday. I don't think uh, Jones plays as well as he did in Tampa, but I think he plays pretty well nonetheless.
2: Yeah, I think he does too. I mean, it's a good opportunity against a team that's really down and out right now in the 0-3, your Redskins, unfortunately for them. And history shows these are always I remember I said this earlier in the week here on our show. I always lo- always loved Redskin giant games always. Uh, always great NFC matchups when I was younger. I was always watching these games. always great. but anyway, I, I, um, yeah, I do think Daniel Jones can have a, definitely have a great game here. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens. Will they end up will, will they make that quarterback change at some point if the Giants are winning uh, going into halftime, uh, you know let's say by a couple of touchdowns for argument's sake. let's say that's happening you know do does the wash do the wash of redskins Make that move and go with the rookie out of Ohio State. That'll be interesting to watch. It will be. You know? I mean, that's that's all you got if you're a skins
1: fan right now, right, which is right, very depressing,
2: right. Taz. Would you be happy if they did that? If they're losing, going to uh, halftime like bad, yeah. and then they make the move? I just hope.
1: Yeah, I think this is would be a softer landing spot, Taz, because the Giants don't have the much of a pass stinks. rush. Yeah, for, defense is terrible. Right. I wouldn't want to throw him second half against Chicago, which yeah. I said earlier in the week. I know. That's,
2: <laughs> I was ready to throw him that's in. A, though. I know. I know. Her, on, right? tough I know.
1: <laughs> and Taz, you know, we talked about Cam Newton a lot, and you know, he's out. Again this week as the Panthers are taking on the Texans, there seems to be growing momentum that Kyle Allen, their quarterback, has got real opportunity here. That maybe the Panthers are a little frustrated with Cam Newton, uh, that they might have been willing to not not necessarily just with the attitude or that he's a bad guy, right? Right. Anything like that? Just the fact that he's been so beaten up uh, that they might be, you know, they might be open to the idea that Kyle Allen if he continues to play very, very well, that when Newton is, quote-unquote, 100% healthy, that they might have a decision to make if right. Allen plays really well. <laughs> that maybe Newton, all of a sudden, when he's healthy, if Allen now Alan has got to play well, isn't all of a sudden just going to get his starting job back. Yeah, and then I, and I you know... Which would be surprising it would because be. Newton's I, I a massive thought, star.
2: Yeah, he's a massive star and all he's done for the organization. And I would, you know, I, I'll tell you, if... If that happens, I'd be a little surprised, but I think you're. I think you're right. That could happen, and if that did happen, where Kyle Allen was the guy, once Can comes back and he's just a starter, Kyle Allen. Now to go for this year, one of the most surprising stories. The most surprising story is the whole Antonio Brown stuff. How that ended. But then I would say, from a, from a playing perspective and stuff like that, player, I would say this: if this happens with the Carolina Panthers and this kid Kyle Allen ends up taking the job, literally from cam newton that would be that would be a shocker but it seems like it could be a reality too well,
1: it could be because there seems to be growing frustration down in carolina as the panthers are on the road to take on the texans this weekend we'll see how kyle allen plays after last week's uber successful debut out there in arizona pay-per-view presents a champion versus champion showdown when errol the truth spans jr takes on showtime sean porter In a world championship unification bout at the Staples Center out in Los Angeles this Saturday night, undefeated Texas bred Southpaw and 2012 U.S. Olympian Errol Spence Jr. has become one of boxing's top stars, making quick work of most of his opponents in his rise to becoming a 147 pound world champion. Spence packs a lot of power has shown a real knack for for inflicting early damage and then pouncing, putting his opponents away from before some fans have even taken their seats relentless in the ring. High energy welterweight world champion Sean Porter brings the heat with an intensely physical style. Expect unrelenting passion and nonstop physical fireworks when this 147 pounder Sean Porter climbs into the ring, trained by his father, Porter compiled 276 wins as a standout amateur before becoming a world champion as a professional. So don't miss Spence Jr. versus Porter. The excitement begins this Saturday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Order now. Do it now. Live on Pay-Per-View. Also available on the Fox Sports app. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. You know what it is, 855-212-4227. Entrenched in that brain. is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll mix a little baseball into the convo here. Yeah, it's
2: a football Friday, though. Yeah, but
1: there's some interesting storylines with baseball. Got to get into uh yeah. want to get your thoughts on it. Yes, yes, right. yes. We'll hit a couple quick hitters. Uh Sounds one involving good. your team as well that you root for. My team's which I home. find to be I know they're home. But that it's intriguing. though <laughs> well, well, right. they're staying home. They <laughs> Stay are home yeah. and they are staying home. Staying home. And they're dispersed well, you know and going on vacation. You know Correct. No, no, I, mean, I know it's you. Field, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> What's going on, Bokish? How are you? Oh, wow. Moose. That's,
2: that's Taz. Hello. 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 Really, I'm Pete? Just, just, well, yeah, he does. What's up there? Hello? No, I got thrown
0: off by Pete liking queso. Because you can't he just, like you pizza.
2: can't just do your intro. You and just you, go. You know, this is always right. on me, just right? Just go, just go, yeah, exactly. just, go. go. just go, just work. just Don't be distracted. Just talk, just talk. So, back and forth,
0: back and forth, gas
1: belching, doesn't matter, just go. I
2: like meat.
1: I'm sure you do, Pete. I'm sure you do. You guys good?
2: Well, that was, that was... That was a
0: good one. Back and forth uh, they went last night at Lambeau Field. It is first and goal at the two. Wentz under center. Howard, the single setback.
1: Wentz gives to Howard. Howard spins. He's in. Touchdown. Eagles regain the lead. Too
0: strong. Mike Quick, Merrill Reese, Eagles radio. Second rushing score. Third TD of the night for running back Jordan Howard. It put his Eagles back on top after they lost an eight-point lead after they fell behind initially 10-0. This seven-point lead survived the final 14 minutes of Thursday Night Football, but barely Aaron Rodgers passed from the two-yard line, deflected by corner Craig James. Picked off by linebacker Nigel Bradham in the end zone with 25
2: seconds to go. I have a question. Do you normally type up your update? Like, do you uh, be honest. We're, we're transparent here. We pull back the curtain every day on Taz and Moose. Do you? Uh, you just memorize everything, or you like? Do you sit and like type it up? Like, no, what do you? It's typed you right just, in front of me, almost word so for word. you for do? Word. What you have an assistant? Does it for you?
0: Yes, this place allows for me to have an assistant. So you're typing cuz there's just money floating everywhere. So yeah. you type
2: this up. So when you're done doing your segment on this show, yeah. you have to go then into your big office and you have to type up another one. I have my I dictate and my yeah. typing staff prepares my next update. Wow. Yes. You well, I always see you working. You're always grinding away. Okay. I was just wondering. I didn't Well know done.
1: I, yeah.
0: So after back-to-back close losses, uh, Carson Wentz happy to escape this one last night.
1: Going 2-2 two and two is a heck of a lot better than being 1-3. Uh, Thursday night game on the road in Lambeau, a lot of things you know against working against us this week. But uh, to come in here and, and fight to the end, the defense coming up big at the end, a huge win for us. Wentz through
0: for three scores, no turnovers, two touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers, that interception, and a loss fumble. His team leaves the land of the unbeaten. Melvin Gordon ended his 66-day holdout yesterday. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said it'd be doubtful Gordon plays on Sunday in Miami, but when he's ready, Gordon will be their number one running back. Cowboys wideout Amari Cooper able to practice a bit yesterday after an MRI showed no major issues with his ankle. Cooper expected to play on Sunday against the Saints. Colts wideout T.Y. Hilton yet to practice this week. He has a quad injury.
1: Keith really didn't know.
0: Yeah, just push yeah, through just that one. Yeah, push the through. Oakland A's are you testing me now? The yes. Oakland A's are almost in the playoffs.
1: Right handed pitcher, right handed hitter. It's on the way. And here it is a fly ball hit the deep right center field. Smith going back, center field at the track, to the wall, leaping at the wall, and it's gone. And Chapman has done it again. He's homered in back-to-back games, and the Athletics take a 3 nothing lead. Why,
2: why does it sound like that? Like, what is it? It sounds like a... Like, that there are fans like there? No, like it's on the <laughs> like water. Right-handed
1: like, pitcher, right-handed hitter. Cause, it's cause, on the... It's an online recording.
2: Oh, that's what It's why. a stream gotcha, recording. Gotcha. It's not a direct connect to the... It's a digital uh, recording. Correct. Not a, not a broadcast. Correct. Uh-huh. At least someone knows the answer. Thank you, Moose. I didn't there notice you what you are talking about. I'm sorry. Well, it's a simple, simple question. Moose got you have to have a trained ear, Pokish. Continue.
0: Ken Korak on A's radio. Oakland, a 3-1 win in Seattle. Their magic number for a wild card is down to one. Meanwhile, the Indians now two games behind the Rays with three to go for the other wild card spot. Cleveland, an 8 nothing loss at the White Sox. The Angels outlasted the Astros 4-3-12, preventing Houston from clinching home field through the ALCS. And then in the afternoon yesterday, guys, Tez, I'm sure you saw this. Uh, the Rangers made sure lefty Mike Miner got his 200th strikeout. They went as far as letting a foul pop drop yep. in the ninth yep. inning so Minor could tr- go back at that That's batter. It. Struck him out, by the way, on a pitch that was not in the strike zone. Luckily, C.B. Buckner was the home plate umpire yesterday. So Miner got his 200th strikeout. After the game, uh, Pete Abraham, who covers, I think, the Red Sox, if he not does. national he does. baseball, yeah tweeted that this like almost shouldn't count. There should be an asterisk. And Mike Minor responded, Hey, Pete, ask me if I care. Oh, so Minor go. doesn't matter. History doesn't matter. Oh, he little. got his two hundred strikeout. He did, but they literally yelled. The catcher yelled at the first baseman. who Was coming down the line. It. Don't catch it.
1: No, could, and he, he dropped, got and him he his two hundredth K. Unbelievable. Very nice.
0: Yeah, and I'm done. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Andrew. I'm gonna go type more. That's a little. Well, late. we're
0: looking that forward is, to you that's later more on. Than a little Yeah, late. that's no. a
2: little too much. What's that right? Is,
0: is two hundred strikeouts really that important? I think it's important. I think when you hit two hundred Ks, that was my first thought. Like, it's not a historical one. It's not like for him. It is franchise record. I don't know. Like I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna know that Mike Miner had 200 Ks.
1: No, no. But I think when when you look uh, at, I, don't care. I, I I think there's a number when you hit 200 strikeouts. Obviously, 300 Ks in a season for a starting pitcher is is obscene. And you've seen guys be able to hit that. But I think for a for a Bad. starter when you hit 200 Ks,
2: it's an important. Uh, we get to 500 Ks. I'm impressed. Nobody Which, strikes yeah. out 500. Is Cy si Young happens, still will, pitching
1: in a season? Are we need dead ball what, area? Yeah, I'll be we, impressed. T- 500 Ks. <laughs> Well, you I, make 45 be, starts. You get dads, back you to me. you know what? We're in agreement. I would be impressed as well. We <laughs> <laughs> finally well
2: found said. common ground. I think, so I think we found common ground. That's I agree it. with you. If someone yeah. hits 500Ks, yeah. I'll be mightily impressed. So 200Ks is a milestone. That's where we're all... Personal uh, yeah. yeah. milestone, yeah. Well, yeah. For, I mean, right.
1: it's, he had a good he had a good year. Miner had a good year. He did. You know? I mean, he did.
2: Yeah, on the, the baseball. The drop pop-up thing, it doesn't That's bother lame. me that much. It is lame, but it doesn't I, bother I would, me that much. The guy still, still had 200Ks. I'm That's not, how you got to look at it.
1: Well, I'm not going to die on the hill on it, but yeah, it, But right. it, is, it is lame. It is lame. Um, it really is. Don't now, catch it! Well, right. Exactly <laughs> right. tremendous. Uh, and lets it drop. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Well done. See you next time. Wow.
2: We'll see you later, buddy. Hey, guys. Can't wait. Great seeing you,
1: you know, speaking of lame, so the Cubs, right? Yeah. Joe Madden's day is probably his manager with the Cubs. His contract is up after the year. A lot of people think uh, that their former catcher, Derek Ross, uh, is <clears throat> going to be the next manager of the Chicago Cubs. I know that's a job that Joe Girardi probably has dreamed about, mm. being a Chicago guy, former Yankee Marlin manager. But it, it seems like kind of Ross has got the inside uh, run to to be the next Cubs manager. So the Cubs are riding this god-awful losing streak to close out the year. Uh, to the point where Rizzo comes back off a serious ankle injury early, taking cortisone shots in his ankle uh, in order to get back on the field. Still, to no avail, the losing streak did continue, Taz, and they get eliminated from postseason contention. So, mm. along with your Mets. Yeah. Now, the team that uh, jumped them was the Milwaukee Brewers, who have been steamrolling down the stretch, won again yesterday, and they've got a division to play for, right? So, the... Joe Madden was asked the question, as they get set, they wrapped up their series against the Pirates. They get set to take on the St. Louis Cardinals this weekend, right? right. And the the Brewers need the Cardinals to lose some games because they're trying to catch them sure. uh, for that division. So Madden was asked about uh, you know, his uh about potential complaints about the lineup that he puts together uh for the Chicago Cubs, right? Bryant is out, Javier Baez are both out due right. to injuries, right? He said, we'll put a good team out there regardless. Now, of course, the Brewers are going to blank. Of course they are. I get it. Quite frankly, there are certain things that I don't give a blank about. That would be one of them. Oh, my God. Wow. So we tried to get the audio. There was no audio. This was, I believe, an interview he did with the Chicago Tribune, Taz. (laughs) Now, if you're Joe Maddon, in terms of competitive balance and in terms of you've got nothing to play for, this might be your last three days as cup manager. We talked about the drop pop-up and allowing minor to get 200 strikeouts. Don't you owe it a little bit to maybe not play all your bench guys as it might not be a meaningful game for you? but it's a meaningful game for somebody else.
2: Yeah, I understand that. Look, he's... You'll roll all the AAA guys out he's just, there? <laughs> he's getting them game reps, I guess. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, for, for, he, you know, look, he's a, a veteran veteran skipper, veteran manager, you know, and been very successful, as we all know. And, and for him to make it clear that he don't give a rat's ass with the Bruce fans think of his lineup. Uh, look, you know, he's not there to appease anybody except the people he works for and his his team, but... Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, there's an
1: argument to be made. There's an argument. You can go one way and say, well, the Brewers could have done more.
2: Right. And put themselves in a better position and could have
1: won more baseball games. And they have no one to blame but themselves. They can't ask anybody else to do them favors. And then the other argument to be made is, well, if you're a team, you still have games to play. People are still showing up to the ballpark and paying money to watch these games you know, if you're the Cubs, are you going to put a competitive team out there? I'm not saying the other guys can't win, but you're at a severe disadvantage already with no Brian, no Baez, Rizzo dealing with the ankle injury. Now are you going to completely – those three guys are out of the lineup. Now are you going to take a scenario here where then you're not going to play a Schwarber, a Hayward, mm. uh, you know, and, and the other stars that are on that sure. Cubs lineup? Yeah. Because then you're really giving yourself no chance to win the game.
2: Right. Look, so I, look, I get the – you're right. And I get the point of the, of the Milwaukee fan, of the Brewer fan. You know, of course, they want Madden to – to, they would love it for him to, to spoil the Cardinals season. Absolutely. But if, if you're Joe Madden, are, are you, aren't you are you going to kind of feel like him? Are you going to give a rat's ass what the Brewers fans think? No, you're not. You're right.
1: You're right. You're going to have a sip of that red wine like he likes to drink <laughs> yeah. and, and enjoy Fantasy yourself an, an evening and close out the year with three games out yeah. in St. Louis against the Cardinals. Now, speaking of records, Taz, yeah. you're Pete Alonso. Yes, uh, For the Mets, who's a huge, huge, ginormous star, if that's a word, uh, yes, in Major League, league Baseball. Bear, right? That's exactly Jones. right. Uh, he's got 51 home runs. He's one off the mark of Aaron Judge's single-season rookie home run mark of 52, which he said a couple of years back with the New York Yankees. Now, Mickey Calloway yesterday said that it is conceivable that they might hit Pete Alonzo leadoff in yeah. order for him to get more at-bats to get the record.
2: Uh, that bulges.
1: Oh, Taz, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, really. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Tess. You can't. Uh, listen, I hope he gets the record. I, don't, I really oh, don't care. Man. It doesn't. It, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. You can't be all of a sudden changing your lineup and having Pete Alonzo so you can try to get five at-bats wow, in a game. With all his speed, he's oh, a leadoff uh, guy. Come on, Tess. You can't be doing that. I know you want Alonzo to get the record. You I think do, that's I a do. little <laughs> lame. You admit it. With it, your it is laughter, it's a little, it little. lame. No,
2: uh, it, it, I mean, they've had
1: conversations about putting lead, him in the lead off to get more at-bats. Come on.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely weird. No, I agree. I mean, I want to see him get the record. Obviously, I do as a med fan. But it is, it is a little bit, like, weak. You know, um... Uh, Having bat leadoff. I mean, oh my uh, God! What are we doing here? He I mean, to... who cares about? I mean, I know it's important. Alonso's a massive star, but you're going to do that. But is your? Let me ask you a question. Is your biggest issue because he's 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 pursuing Aaron Judge's rookie? No, I home just right? said I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but I, it... I I wanted to ask you again. I know you said you don't care, but are you being sincere?
1: I am being sincere. I think it's lame. I think if you, I think if the Yankees did it, I think it would be even lamer. I think if somebody I, I think you you play the game out. Alonso's gonna get four or five at bats in these games. They're taking on a brave team that's wrapped up everything. I mean, yeah. they don't really have anything to play for. Yeah. Let's see if Alonzo Alonso should be able to run into one or two home runs this weekend. He's I got real power. So. Yeah. Now he's in a two for eighteen slump hmm. and and didn't hit all that well against the Marlins. One he did have one shot to get him to fifty-one, Taz. He's right. one off the mark. But no, I'm not looking at it the case of, I just look at it, why would you? Okay, how about this? If you thought about doing
2: it, why come out and admit it? Well that you I wouldn't. Just you're right. If just, you actually just put if the lineup would, up
1: if you, know. you and Jim Riggleman had the conversation, hey, <laughs> what about having Pete Alonzo and Lee? Why would you ever yeah. let us know Let's that you had that, that conversation? I, don't, I, I
2: would not. I just put the lineup up or out early in the day. They uh, you know, I usually see it on the Twitter, that's why I grabbed the Mets lineup right away. And yeah, and uh just put and I'd be like, Oh wow, must be a typo. They got Alonzo, uh Alonzo batting first. I like it. really didn't know what to do. Oh, see, what's that? Like his speed at the top. Yes, of I'm one. saying. Good he is. He's athletic enough, moose to pull the yeah, bear. Let him stop. maybe he'll lay a bunt. Yeah. You know, get right. on. You know. Oh, right. That's exactly steal second. You know, <laughs> I get it. He's got all that
1: speed. Right. Completely <laughs> change the dynamic of the yeah. game. And then the other thing, Taz, with baseball quickly here is Manfred, the commissioner. We've talked about the home runs. Speaking of home runs, uh, said in the off season, not now. They will adjust the whole, They will adjust the baseball in the off season. You've had. Uh, Home runs that in in AAA this year. They used uh, the major league ball. Home runs went up by fifty percent. Uh, it's been a record breaking year for home runs this year. I think the number is around sixty five home sixty five hundred home runs that have been hit by major league teams this year. Taz, mm. uh, so don't expect the same ball next year. This year, the home runs have been astronomical. I, you know, it's been too much for me. I like the home run. There have been guys that have been able to take advantage of it, but when you have as many guys as you've had across baseball hitting 30 plus home runs, don't you think it's a little bit too much of a good thing?
2: Yeah, this is why the match is going to bat Pete Alonzo lead leadoff, oh. because you got to get those home runs. And while said, the ball's yeah. juiced.
1: <laughs> Put you on a team. It's got some college picks for you. Uh, that comes your way next, uh, as we are amazingly enough at week five of the college football season. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose on a busy Friday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes, week five. Taz, week five college football. Oh, flying. Flying. Oh yeah, it it is is flying. Flying. It Really is. Right. a full slate. You had a, a nice game last night between Navy and Memphis, and a little Thursday night action as well. If you, if you decide not to watch the NFL game, that uh, that went the Eagles' way um, last week. Taz had a great week, three and zero so far this year, eight three and one. I was one and two a week ago. Back to the five hundred mark as I am six and six on the season. Taz got a two and a half game lead. Got a huh. rally here. I'd uh, like to say,
2: I mean, I, I don't think there's enough, just humbly speaking, not a big enough deal made out of what you just said. Uh, I, how good I, I mean, my my stuff's been great. Oh, well, we missed the firework display. It was going to come out. Right, right. Well, you mentioned the Garucci brothers the other day. It would be a great time to have them here. I mean. No doubt. I mean, Light them up in the studio. Yeah. Why'd the music stop? If we're doing a college football gimmick, we should be. Well, you know, we've open. got a, we've got a billboard we're going to hit. Oh. That's probably the reason why. Okay, <laughs> back up. Back all that up. Mike, clean that up the podcast. Already done. Thing, <laughs> but ahead.
1: congratulations. Great week. Thank you me. nailed it. Uh, a 3 and 0, a perfect week. Let's see if you can keep it going. I got to rally here a little bit. Let's get to it. Week five, college football picks. Oh, the Taz
0: and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes. Just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly.
2: There's so many bits on the show.
1: It's, it's to now this. time for the Taz
2: and Moose College Football Picks. The three picks you need to know. <laughs> 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 You're I don't know what to say. Chair shots. Uh, no,
1: it's all so right. So I can say, I, I, I
2: forgot. I'm like, what the hell is our open?
1: Yeah, so dealer's choice, Taz. Aaron. Where do you want to go? You want to lead or you want me to lead? Oh, jeez. you got the lead on where you want to go? You uh, want me to I'll go start. first? Let me, start. First. Let, me listen, right. let me kick this thing off. You here, kick okay? it off. Take it away, buddy. Uh,
2: we're going to go a Penn State, uh, Maryland, Penn State, the Nittany Lions going on the road, uh, number 12 Nittany Lions, to play the Terps. Okay, Penn State, here's the deal, flat out. Okay, I'm going to take the Terps. Maryland announced yesterday it's a sellout. I've been to that stadium. That's a big building. That's a big stadium. And those people, those the student body and the fans of the Terps are going to be there in full effect. The Terps are plus six and a half. Maryland is plus six and a half. Penn State will not cover, Moose. I'm telling you right now, I'm smelling me a little bit of an upset here. There you go. Not only do I think the Terps, not only do I think Penn State's not going to cover, but I think Maryland's going to flat out, outright, outright, Take two. Beat them. How's that? Nice. So Penn State won't cover. I'll take the terms at home plus six and a half.
1: Yes, but you, like the, you would take Maryland on the money line, folks, uh, for everyone playing at home. You like Maryland to win the game outright. I do. I do. And you should get a, a pretty good number at that. All right. I'm going to start with a night game uh, tomorrow night uh, down in South Carolina. Uh, and I'm going to take the Gamecocks, and I'm going to lay the two and a half as Kentucky comes to town. Back-to-back road games for the Wildcats here in the uh, for them, not necessarily a good thing. Will, Ch- Will I, I look at this game and what I think about is desperation. South Carolina coming off a loss last week against Missouri. They are desperate, desperate for a victory. Will Muschamp needs victories. A freshman quarterback Ryan Holinsky deal with a little bit of an elbow, but uh, worked it out over the course of this week in practice, and Muschamp said the other day they threw the ball very, very well. Uh, and I think South Carolina's pass defense has been terrible. However, you look at it, the Kentucky's starting quarterback is done for the year. Backup dealing a little bit of injury as well. He's been terrible throwing the football. I don't think Kentucky can take care of that. And you look at Kentucky's defense has had issues getting teams off of the football field. You look at it, last two opponents they went up against were 10 of 18 on third down conversions. Give me South Carolina mm. in a tight game, late two and a half Tomorrow night uh, at 7.30 as that game gets kicked, that's pick number one.
2: All right, all right, sounds good. Uh, We're going to do a little bit uh, we're going to go down to, uh, where are we going to go? We're going to go down to, uh, out to, I should say, not down to, we're going to go out to Bend, Indiana for the Irish, the number 10, number 10 Notre Dame fighting Irish, as they host. a 4-0, and Moosh, you heard me correct, a 4-0 and o, uh, UVA, uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers. Cavalier team that's really strong this year. Uh, here's the thing. Okay, like I said, UVA is 4-0, and o and they are plus 12 and a half. Check this out. Irish, Ian Book, led Irish. Okay, the quarterback. Irish will cover at home. They're going to beat, they're going to give UVA their first loss. So I like the Irish covered at home. Even though it's a big margin there to a good UVA ACC team in, 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 uh, in the Cavaliers, Virginia Cavaliers, I like the Irish to cover at home. 12.5. 12-and-a-half, right. and a half, Moose, and a
1: half so you like the Irish laying 12-and-a-half against UVA. That's pick two for Taz. Pick two for me. You don't like that pick? I do like that pick. All right. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was done with Notre Dame last week and came back to bite me, but I, I do like Notre Dame. They showed themselves well last week down in Athens uh, against Georgia, so I'm with you on that pick. Um, I'm going to go to the SEC. Uh, also a night game tomorrow night. Uh, Seventh-ranked Auburn. Uh, down on the plains, uh, entertaining the Mississippi uh, State Bulldogs. I'm going to take the Tigers uh, and I'm going to lay the 10. Uh, these two teams have not played each other since 2015. For the last five times that these two programs have met up, and I understand the personnel has changed in college football, but it have been double digit margins one way or another. Whitlow running the football, Bo Nix. You look at this game, to me, it comes down to third down efficiency. Mississippi State has struggled in that department as well, getting teams off the field. They've had a little bit of an issue at quarterback, too. Auburn, Taz, you look at it, Mm. you know, they've got a very, very difficult schedule. You know, if they were able to work their way through that schedule, you know, that comeback victory against against Oregon the opening week, Bo Nix has been very, very good. Um, You know, I just think it's just too much for Mississippi State to stay with with Auburn. Jordan Hare is going to be rocking on Saturday night. I'm going to take Auburn. I'm going to lay the 10. I think they win this game going wow. away. Bo Nix has a game. They run the football well. And that Auburn defense does a good job with that Mississippi State offense. Give me Auburn laying 10. That's pick two for me.
2: I got to tell you, Miss, I like that pick. I like that pick. Great breakdown of, of your viewpoint on that, too. Good job right there. Um, I, there's not a, listen, truth be told, you know this, Miss. There's not a plethora of great games this weekend. Of no, course, there's not. Really not. One of the better games I do think potentially could be a Big Ten matchup between the Ohio State Buckeyes – against the Nebraska Cornhuskies. This game is at Tom Osborne Field right there in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've been there not for a game. I've been to that stadium. Uh, but it was empty. I always I, I rooted for Nebraska, and that place is uh, it, it, it's it's a cool place to be. Was, I was in there; it was it empty? It was really odd. We were wrestling in Lincoln, and it's like a that's it, awesome. It, 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 yeah.
1: I, I went to school with somebody up in Syracuse that was uh, that was from Nebraska. Grew yeah. up going to Nebraska yeah. games and oh. said game days at Nebraska, and it's during their heyday, obviously. Right. There's nothing like it because it's like a sea of red as Correct. the fans are going into the
2: into the stadium. Yeah, it's just it's like another small little city within the city of Lincoln. So um, here's the thing, though. Like, look, Nebraska's three and one right now. Ohio State, they come in ranked number five in the country. They're four and zero. Listen, the black shirts, the black shirt defense. That's the defense for those that don't know of Nebraska. The black shirts need to step up big, big, big home dog here for Nebraska. They're plus seventeen moves, plus seventeen. A lot of people think that that Ohio State's gonna blow their doors off at home. Ohio State comes in 4-0. Nebraska's 3-1. and I'm going to take the home dog. I'm going to take Nebraska plus 17. I know that's probably not a lot of people's choice on that. That's my deal on that. I like the Huskers in this one. It's a, this could potentially could be a not potentially if Scott Frost, new head coach there of Nebraska, former quarterback in Nebraska, yeah. if he could get the victory to have Moose at home, oh, that would be huge. That'd be such a statement victory for him over the Ohio State Buckeyes, Ryan Day Jones, the whole deal. That would be huge. That would be huge. So, but you I, like I Nebraska
1: like... not to to cover, not to win, correct? Or you think you think Nebraska's got a shot in the fourth quarter to win the game? Or you think no. this is okay?
2: The, Ohio State's going to win the game. I just think plus seventeen at home is a lot. To a place that's gonna be rabid. So yeah. I'm gonna take the points and I'm gonna take Nebraska. I like that one. I like that well, that's one. that's what we and, do here and, on Task. Had... we pick against the spread. That's what I was told. No, no, I understand. All but right. the, you
1: like you like Maryland to win the game outright. I was wondering if you were gonna you well, That's like a the... different game, Maryland. No,
2: no, I mean you're
1: talk... Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I not know what you're talking I about. I was wondering if you like Nebraska to actually win the game oh, outright. Oh, oh, oh that's why you mentioned as Maryland. Well. I jumped you. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I know
2: it's the a different habit game. Of that. Yes, yeah. thank
1: you, Tess. I, Jump.
2: Was, I was following along. So uh, pouncing, thank you. So pouncing. I know.
1: Jeez. No. It's, like, yeah, it's a different game. T- uh, yes. Like, thank I know. You, but I'm just
2: trying to make a point. So huh? uh, <laughs> I, no, I like to. I had an uh, issue going around the landscape, trying to find Hold another game that I like. I, I want. I. I don't know. Do. I want to know your thoughts on that game. Do you like? Do you, uh, uh, you're, uh, a, you're. Sometimes I, you're put a little wager on a game? Yeah, if I were to play that game, I'd probably, I'd take Nebraska plus the points. You feel it's a lot in that stadium, at at Memorial Stadium, yeah, that's what I thought, too.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, I I would agree with you. Yeah, the war chant, let's hear it. So I had an issue, I had an issue, Taz, going around college football trying to find my third game, right? Right. And I landed on a team that I never thought I would pick. And that's this squad. I landed on Florida State. Ah, um And I'm going to lay the six and a half as ah. they are taking on North Carolina State. Now, listen, we know that Taggart's got a lot of issues. And he might not be the coach of Florida State after the season, right? It's not gone well, that Taggart regime down there. Horty Brook, the former Wisconsin Badger. Yeah. He's completing nearly 75% of his passes. If you've not seen him, Akers, the tailback for Florida State, has been very, very good. The defense for Florida State is not. Now, the issue I have for North Carolina State, Taz, is I don't think the Wolfpack can take advantage of how bad that Florida State defense is. So I'm going to take Hornibrook, give me Akers running the football. I'm going to take the Seminoles, lay in the six and a half. I had an issue finding that third game for our pick selection. I like it. I don't love it, but I'm going to take the Noles nonetheless. That's pick three for me.
2: All right, all right. And you know what? Uh, it's interesting, uh, two things about Hornibrook. James Blackman was the starter initially. I he might be injured or something. Yeah, that or cornerback when they transferred, end up t- t- uh, taking over that starting job. I found it also interesting that you had your own custom war champ, Florida State, during your pick. Well, that's I, that's a, that's interesting. Well, I went to it. I all asked right. if we had it. All right, I asked I see if we had doing now. it. Right. What do you mean? You can go to it. I guess now uh, that's that we do now. We need custom music. No, we don't need custom. It's a great chance. All right, the all Florida right. State fan, feel bad for them. They staked. I did me a. CBS
1: Sports Radio.